and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stand Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only Mr. Paul Levy. Hello, welcome everybody to episode number 53 of the Orient Outlook podcast. It's been a couple of weeks since we last did a podcast, seems a bit longer than that actually in reality, but thanks for, for joining us, thanks for coming back and listening to us. As always, as you're probably familiar with us and how we do things here at Orient Outlook Podcast. Uh, Twitter update, we are up to 1,868. We are pushing that 2,000 barrier. So thanks to everyone who's told their pals about us. Um, we know there's still even more out of you out there that, that maybe don't follow us. Um, you know, we do bring news and views and, and whatnot. So um, even if you're a casual fan or, or just have a passing interest or know someone who does them, always include at Orient Outlook for a re- retweet as well. We're on Instagram. So if you're one of those that are as well, we are Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. And if you're not on social media, don't worry, you can still get in touch with us because we are on email. We have Orient Outlook at Outlook.com. Yep. So that's us. So as my good friend, Bearded Legend Paul Levy just said, no podcast last week, but we did release both parts of our Russell Slade interview. Yeah. Uh, loads of listens. Um, some record numbers, actually. So thank you all for listening in two parts. Yeah. Um, some great comments. So... We'll read a few of those out. And firstly, uh, nice of him to get involved, at Matt Porter, LOFC. said, nice way to pass Sunday morning listening to the Russ interview on Orient Outlook podcast. A word of warning now about part one, skip minutes 45 to 52. So that was Matt talking about the part where we covered the playoff the final. Playoff final, yeah. Um, but great we- to hear Russ, Russ's thoughts on that, especially his thoughts on Steve Evans's trousers falling down, which was amazing. <laughs> and took us both a bit by surprise which was great. Uh, also, at Chris Kane underscore 1992, said, great interview, guys. Laughed quite loud on the bus when Ross said his thing about Steve Evans. So, again, cheers, Chris. At Jay Nottage 94, said, great interview, Russell. Can't wait for part two. Keep up the good work, lads. At Wadsey, says, great listen, chaps. I look forward to the next instalment. Love the comment about Fatty Evans. Uh, at Ben D. Bollard, said, fab interview. Can't wait for part two. A brilliant manager and a top bloke to boot. Yeah, he was. yeah, he he really was a really nice guy to speak to as well. At Morgan underscore con ninety seven said superb interview. Looking forward to part two. Should have requested the recording of that Wembley team talk from Russell. I'd love to have heard that as well. Actually, that's a really good point. Yeah, would be great to be a, a fly on the wall. Fly on the wall. Yeah, absolutely. Andy P underscore seventy three said superb interview so far. Still emotional listening about the playoff final, but fascinating at the same time. Can't wait for part two. Yep, and then another good friend of the show tweeted again. Yeah, at Dean underscore seven Cox. The big man didn't let us down. Great interview, lads. Thanks, Dean, for getting in touch. Much appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. At SWA11Ace. Fantastic stuff, guys. Far more than a great interview. That's a valuable historical record. Come didn't, on, you owes. Never thought of it like that. Absolutely, yeah. Never, ever thought of it like that. So thanks for that tweet. That's really good, actually. Um, next on the uh, Twitter uh, world uh, came from at Dulcet Dave. And if you are familiar with Orient Play, you'll be familiar with Dave Victor. Um, great, great commentator. Um, great interview with Russell is what uh, Dave says. He says, provides a, fa- a fascinating insight into his career at Brisbane Road. Looking forward to part two. Yeah. Thanks, Colin, Colin Herman said excellent interview great memories of our best season as well as the heartbreak of that final I still can't watch that DVD I haven't watched it no pause it at 2 at half time and then just, and then just, just go eject this yeah 
Um, Teresa E17 said, Listen last night, wonderful to hear him again. What a calming voice he has. Really looking forward to part two. Good point. Yeah, yeah, he's got a calming voice actually. At Steve Weave 71, just kept it short and sweet, said Russell Slade, legend. Yeah, Orient Pete says, just listen to Russell Slade interview, sitting in traffic, started laughing at the thought of Fatty Evans' trousers <laughs> coming down. <laughs> at Euro Orient said, fantastic interview guys, really enjoyed it. The capped legend meets the bearded legend. <laughs> Brilliant. We don't look at it like that, uh, Nick, but, but thanks anyway. Uh, at Dunmark said, Paul, great to meet you Saturday. Mark, it was great to meet you as well. Um, enjoyed the interview with Russ. Thanks to you both for consistently excellent pods. Thank you all for listening. I yeah, guess couldn't do it without them. Absolutely. At yeah. Magnus Spugner, it's the finest listen yet. I thought Sir Cox would not be beaten, but I think this has great work. <laughs> Thank you. At Howard, at Gould Howard, I beg your pardon. Nice job, lads. Brought back some great uh, memories, and especially of that season squad. True pros with great character. Certainly was. At Boats, he said, great listen. Loved how he took the pee out of Steve Evans. I miss Russell big time. Yeah, at Kevin Cowlin said, fantastic interview. Well done, guys. He said, Russ is the best gaffer in my 50-plus years of supporting the O's. Crazy that uh, Francesco Bacchetti forced him out. I don't believe there's a better man-manager... Who is who is as articulate and intelligent as Russ in the game? Can't wait for part two. Yeah, good point. At Sasha underscore oriented on the way to Myerscoff College, and what better thing to pass the time than part one of the Russ interview on Orient Outlook? Great interview, Thanks, Cheers, Sasha. Sasha. Um, and at Morris Cats uh, Kit Cat says, uh, listen last night, really enjoyed it. So yeah. thanks very much for getting in touch with us for for part one. But part two, we had a. Yeah, actually, didn't we? Absolutely. So, these ones short and sweet. At Craig Rodhouse said, What a man. Brilliant interview. Top work, all round chaps. Keep it up. And at Harlow Orient said, Fantastic interview with Russell Slade. What a lovely bloke. Would love him back at Orient. Yeah, absolutely. So, that was all the comments on Russell Slade. So, thank you all for listening. But don't forget, you can listen to other interviews on SoundCloud and iTunes. So, we've interviewed Dean Cox, Moses Oda Badger, Roman Mintolo, Kevin Lisby. Also, Frank Clark, Scott McLeish, and Matt Lockwood, uh, and Alessandro Angelari. So, any backdated interviews that you want to listen to, they are available on SoundCloud and iTunes. Also, a few tweets in the week uh, about the normal podcast at George Sessions. Um, said, been busy of late and forgot to say how good the Dean Cox interview with Orient Outlook was. At John Cantor 85 said, finally caught up with part two of the Dean un, at Dean underscore seven Cox interview on Orient Outlook. Top guy and great to have him at our club. Speedy recovery, Coxie. Yep, so thanks for all the tweets. Yeah, you know, it's so really many. good. And that's why we mention all of them because we really appreciate what we get. And, you know, people don't have to tweet us, but they do and we love it. So. And we'd love to read out every tweet we receive, but obviously from a timing point of view, we just can't. Absolutely. So yeah. thank you very much to you that don't that have tweeted but haven't had their tweet read out. It is appreciated still. And just to finish off on the interviews, if there's anyone who you would like interviewed, start tweeting us because we've done quite a lot and we'd like to know what other people think. Want to hear? Yeah. Yeah. And it would be good to if know. If there's enough demand for a certain individual, then we will look into it. Look into getting them on. Yeah. So we've cool. been going for two weeks. So moving on to the weeks that were Monday, 30th of November. Ian Hendon reflected on the Wimbledon game that seems like a lifetime ago, actually. It does, yeah. He said, I told the players after the game they've had a good week. We should have got more on Tuesday night, but it wasn't meant to be. So he's referring to the match against Plymouth. Everything is up against us at the minute with the sending off on Saturday. So that was him talking about Marcus's sending off. That is football, though. It does happen. But as I've said, credit to the players for hanging in. So that's what Hendon had to say uh, on the outskirts of the Wimbledon game. Yeah. Also, further... News about Dean Cox. He had his operation uh, to sort out the injury he sustained in training. So we wish Dean all the best with his recovery. Um, 
Yeah, wish so, you well, mate. Total great attitude. recovery. You know? Yeah. So um, comes on. Former Orient captain, Dean, and assistant manager from the promotion time is Dean Smith. He was appointed the manager of Brentford. So well done, Dean, and good luck in the championship. I think that surprised quite a few people, but, um, you know, he's taking it. Obviously, it's a step up. Great job at Walsall. Uh, over the last couple of years very. they made a very good start to the season and he deserves it he's been at Warsaw for about four or five years you know he's had some really tough times to come through them and it's great to see a championship club taking a chance on a young British manager that's right it's a good example longest, third longest serving manager I think he was third or fourth longest yeah. serving manager in, in all the four professional leagues absolutely it was also revealed that uh, Orient this is quite an interesting one paid the yeah. second highest amount of agents fees in League 2 for last season so well, we spent well, well, we were League One, yeah. but we've been put into League Two, so it's a Absolutely. bit, it's a bit unfair how it's how that's worked out. So, one hundred thirty six thousand pounds, well, one hundred thirty six thousand pounds. Let's say that, uh, which was second only to Portsmouth for two hundred sixty eight thousand pounds. They signed a lot of players. I mean, that's amazing. They um, that's did amazing. sign a lot of players. Um, so we we would have been uh, fourth in League One. So it's still fourth in League One. Yeah, but that's going from the days of Barry Home where we really wouldn't pay any. We paid about twenty grand out one, you know, in in fees once. So we we really weren't a club that paid yeah. fees. To be fair, absolutely, I've seen them. I mean, that's that's modern day football, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, moving on, then Tuesday the first of December, it was Jay Simpson's birthday. So happy twenty seventh birthday to Jay. Yeah. Um, also, a double celebration. This is announced uh, in the Shoot League Two Player of the Month um, award. Uh, he got there. He got their reward for for being yep. Jay Simpson, basically. Absolutely. It's been amazing. Um, the O's lose 2-1 to Gillingham in the final third development league. Scott Cashgate scoring the O's goal uh, with a penalty. So a uh, bit of a sad bit of sad news to bring everybody there because the, the team have actually been doing really, really well. Yeah, but absolutely. it's not the end of the world, they're onwards and upwards. So on the 2nd of December, which was Wednesday, uh, we done a Golden Month competition uh, on the outskirts of our last podcast, didn't we? Yep. For uh, November, Golden Month. So yep. I think we had Cox nominated for his free kick against Staines that we thought was going to win. And Jay Simpson had a couple nominated, but he we did. thought it would be between Dean and Jay against Plymouth. And Jay's goal uh, won our Golden Month, beating Dean Cox free kick. So well done, Jay. Not by much, though. Not by it much. Very, no. very close. And interestingly, the official Orient Golden Month was Dean Cox versus Staines. So there you go. Our followers fought, fought differently. So well done, Jay. Unlucky Dino, I'm sure. Hopefully, there'll be many more close competitions for our Golden Month. So thanks for all your votes and keep them coming in. Yeah. Moving on now, uh, still on Wednesday the 2nd of December, there's an initiative or, or some sort of competition that was being run by the Football League for overseas fans to register and get in touch and register for a chance to win a trip to see, to see their team play. Now, as I understand it, I think a bloke from Ireland won it. I think a oh, really? bloke from Ireland okay. won it and went to see his... It was announced on the Channel 5 Football League show. Um, I think they, they won that and I think they got an, a, an Australian bloke um, as, as well because there was the most amount of people that registered in, in Australia but um, from a, from our podcast point of view we've always endeavoured to reach out to, to those outside the UK who are also um, interested uh, to learn uh, sorry we were also very interested to learn that Orient with, as a club boasted 465 overseas supporters which I think is quite, quite a substantial yeah, amount by comparison with the country with the most overseas Orient fans being the US. So, 
Um, again, anyone listening abroad or anyone knows someone listen, that, that listens abroad or who is abroad that supports Orient, then please get in touch with us, let us know. We'd like to, to involve them in, in the Orient community uh, and keep them abreast of what's going on as well. Wednesday 2nd of December was also my wife's birthday. Uh, she doesn't listen to the podcast, so she won't uh, get this message. But happy birthday, Sarah, for Thursday uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 3rd of December. Uh, great community work continues with Alex Chizak and Fraser Shaw. Going to the CLB Primary School in Chinkford, and Brad, oh, excuse me, and Bradley Pritchard turned up and surprised pupils at Chase Lane School. So great community work that still they going on with Howard and, and, and the guys over there. So brilliant, absolutely fantastic. Friday the fourth of December, Jay Simpson, you know, just goes from strength to strength. He wins the club's Player of the Month award for November to complete, obviously, a fantastic month for him. Um, absolutely, yeah. Brilliant week, really. He's won awards left, right, and centre. He just he can't is. stop, can he? The only negative is he's getting so much attention. I think League One clubs will probably start sniffing in Championship clubs, yeah. if not already sniffed. Uh, and we'll probably on that later in the podcast as we yeah, come to it. Absolutely. It was also the day before our FA Cup game against Scunthorpe. So Ian Hendon started getting a bit excited by saying, <laughs> I would love to play West Ham, Tottenham, or Sunderland. I'd love to play against Sam Adidas quickly. It would be great. Tottenham or West Ham and I guess the dream was a Man United away because everybody wants to go and play there well, fair enough yeah. Ian mate you weren't, you weren't too wrong you weren't too far off we'll, we'll, yeah, to that, we'll yeah. cover that so Saturday the 5th of December was Ian Hendon and Jack Payne's birthday um, so happy birthday to both of them the under 18s drew 2 all with Peterborough uh, with Pollock and Abraham's netting for the young Orient side so yeah. good good result good Abraham progress, seems yeah. to be coming on he's, he's, he's one who's getting announced pretty much every week now yeah. scoring so good to see so FA Cup second round day Scunthorpe at home Yeah. Uh, just before the team was announced we heard from a few sources that Sammy Moore has taken a knock and could be out for the season I guess luckily it turns out he's only going to be out for four to six weeks so it wasn't as bad as what we were first were told injuries long term injuries are starting to hurt us though absolutely Sammy's had a great season so far yeah. um, and that's a shame that he was out so the team was announced uh, a few surprises in there actually Granger in goal uh, Clehesi and Voto Baldry and Shaw at the back with Turgot Pritchard James and Payne in midfield and, and McEnough sorry in midfield and Palmer up front yeah so subs were Sargent Dunn Ling Moncar Semedo Kashkit and Adabayeja yeah absolutely so um, five changes from last weekend's draw with Wimbledon as Charlie Granger Matt Baldry Lloyd James, Joby McEnough and Blair Turgut come in. Alex Chisek and Jay Simpson were absent uh, with ankle knots, while Sammy Moore, as we just mentioned, is out uh, with an injury. I think he'd actually hurt his bone or bruised his bone, carried on playing and actually ended up doing himself more of a mischief than yeah. had he have come off. So that was the reason why he uh, was out. But Joby made his first competitive start for Orient since playing against MK Dons at the end of last season. It's good to see that, getting Joby back. Much needed, especially with 100%. the absence of Dean Cox. Yeah, very good to 100%. see. Very good to see. So I guess our thoughts on that was that the injury list is growing uh, to what is already a small squad. So it was three first-teamers, arguably in Simpson, Chizak and Moore, who were unavailable for that game. Uh, and if suspensions start piling up, we could be in real trouble. You know, Christmas time is a, a hotbed of suspensions and injuries. Yeah. Uh, well, last one we needed this small squad to get any more. Positive, though, is that it gives youth players a chance who wouldn't get one if the squad was larger yeah and those so, that have been sat on the bench absolutely. waiting for their opportunity this is it you've got to grab it now Ch- Charlie Granger a prime example of that, you know yeah. so a few, a few Lloyd of your James. views yeah, Lloyd James absolutely. has been sat on the bench for a while I, I do like Lloyd James I know he can ping a pass can't he he can get him fit he can definitely ping a pass but he was fit and he wasn't doing so well which is why he got dropped for pain absolutely he made that decision for Hendon quite easily quite easily he did rather. I do like Lloyd though yeah I do uh, as well. or, so 
Your views at Ori Chris said the squad is threadbare. Bench shows this clearly. Good luck to the youngsters, but can't expect success on this basis. Orient Electric said no goal threat anywhere. Six youngsters on the bench. Jeez. Yeah, so obviously Scarfall have got uh, ex Orient scoring sensation Darius Henderson who started <laughs> the game. Uh, and I thought it'd be inevitable that he would come up with a cracking goal. Yeah, they also had Jamie Ness on the yeah. bench and sadly who's injured, Stephen Dawson, ex Orient captain yeah. Steve Dawson. That's so, a bit of an Orient connection, that wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, triple. So you want to so, talk through the match? You... Yeah, it wasn't really much of anything, really. I mean, it was a solid performance. It was a nil-nil draw, so there was no sort of... It wasn't end-to-end. But but I thought, actually, the players that played looked very comfortable in their skin. They looked very comfortable on and off the ball. We defended pretty well. But then I'd, I'd have to say to you, um, I don't think Scunthorpe looked that great at all. And you can see why they are in the position in the league, which yeah. I think is bottom four. You know, or bottom five or six or something, where you know, is why they're there. They look bang average. Darius Henderson really didn't win much in the air. Usual rubbish performance from him that he put in from us last season. So at least he's consistent. Yeah, but um, yeah, 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 exactly. And 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 Voto and Baldry dealt with him absolutely fine. There was no problems with that at all. Um, so your halftime thoughts then? I mean, it took us 26 minutes to get a chance. Yep. Do you think um, forwards maybe should have done better there? Or? Well, Palmer turned... He got fed uh, by uh, Lloyd James and it was quite a firm pass into him. And he's just taken that touch and turned his body towards goal. Yeah. Beautiful touch. He, he really did get that out from under his feet really well. And then he, all of a sudden, he's on the edge of the box, he's got all this space in front of him and he smashed his shot. It's only missed the post by not a by post much. width right right so it's really not gone so another few inches the other way and it would have gone in but you know it, that that was a shame but um, there was another chance I think a couple of minutes later from Blair Turgut but we were much the better side in my opinion in the first half and we looked more comfortable you know with width two defensive midfielders who can tackle and pass I yeah. think Shaw did well at left back and you know for me it was Blair Turgut's most impressive half good so good you know 57% possession was the stat that just goes to show you. And against a team who are in a league above us. Correct. So that's Correct. good. So attendance was announced at 2,500, 2,540. With 431 away fans, that's not too bad. Decent turnout for them. They had the whole of the North Stand, um, pretty much filled that out. But yeah. Disappointing attendance, but it's, you know, you weren't ever going to get that. You know, again, it's nothing really much of, much of anything really. Cashkit came on for Pritchard quite early, so he got a good run out in the game. Uh, McEnough moved to the left and Cashkit was playing then off Palmer. Yeah. Um, up and, front. And I guess the big talking point in the 73rd minute, or the one we had yeah. the most response on, was... Uh, Oli Palmer's chance. Yeah, so um, Blair had, had, had chased the ball down in the corner. Um, he done really well, actually, Blair, I thought. Very done well. very well. Chased the lost cause down and, and then sort of put the ball in. Palmer's swung for it and he's, he's missed it and it's, it's hit his standard foot. Now, from where we were in the south, it, it, it looked like he'd actually just scuffed it. Yeah. Not even We thought he'd hit it. I thought he'd hit it because he's, he's that far yeah. away. But at, when you look at it on the replay, he swings his leg and it hits his standing leg. So... I think he's just got a bit excited about that and just gone too early. But then, for me, I don't like being critical on the plays, you know that, but he should really be hitting that. Of course, he if should Jay, be if Jay, Sim- two yards if Jay Simpson hits that, it's probably one goal. You know, goal. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, you know, again, McEnough did well. McEnough, for me, I think had, was an outstanding player because he looked like he'd been playing all the time. He not yeah, yeah. looked like he'd not got match sharpness. He felt in post match that his sharpness, his sharpness wasn't there. What's going to say? Good. You've got a seventy percent McEnough playing. 
Yeah, yeah pretty much. He's been playing some of the behind closed door stuff as well. So yeah. final whistle went nil nil. Um, but I actually thought it was a positive. I thought yeah. it was a positive performance. Don't forget they were the league above us. You know, yeah. so it's it's not a lot of bad results. Like Ian Hendon said. Yeah, the best chance did fall to Ollie, and he's disappointed, of course. It was good work by Blair. He's chased the lost course and won the ball back, yeah. put a good ball in. Ollie hasn't connected with it, but the ball has hit his standing leg and he has tried to strike it. We are disappointed, but it's on to the next one. Uh, I said to Ollie before the game, he scored two in the last one out of the FA Cup against Stade, so maybe this is his competition. We give him as much confidence as we can. we go to Maxwell Town next week and we'll see how we go there. Yeah. We did try and win the match, and unfortunately it just didn't drop for us. We had some good chances towards the end, and on another day they would have gone in. But that is the way it's going. So, yeah, yeah, that's it. To I be mean, fair, that's probably that's a good assessment from Head, and I would probably agree with that. I do agree with him. I think it's the best. As I say, it's the best I've seen us play in ages. You know, everyone was looking comfortable. Lloyd James was picking the ball about well. Payne was tackling well. Mackenough was playing like, you know, like he's never been away. Yeah. And Palmer, you know, was doing his usual chasing everything down. I think Fraser Shaw for me is a standout player this season, like most improved yeah, player this good. season. You know, since he got dropped for Chickson. He's really come he's back. really come on and, and he really wants that, that left back slot to not be given to someone else. I think Baldrian and Voto are very, very good centre back yeah. pairing and I think that um uh, Connor Essam's gonna have a real to get back in battle back yeah. on his on his toes I agree. to get back in. I agree. Because I do like him Voto. He lacks he he doesn't lack that quality. He has that quality that we need. Yeah. Very composed, very decent. So but but also what we failed to mention so far is that Victor Adebayejo, one of the youth players, came on. And I tell you what, that boy's got some strength done very and well, some pace. He's done very well. He did very. He only came on for a few minutes, but from what we saw of him, he. he I think he put the frighteners up up the, yeah, the yeah. centre backs. You know, very very good, very very positive. So after that, we got quite a few quite a few um, views yeah. from people, didn't we? Yep. So Ron Sampson said, "Without Simpson, we looked awful up front. Palmer is just awful." No quality, but the youngsters look promising. So, again, reflecting what you just said about Adebayo. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at David underscore Mattock said, disappointing result, but at least we're in the hat for Monday. Yeah, at Braliakas95 said, we're in the hat still. Granger kept a clean sheet and the youngsters got some game time and played well. Good performance. Charlie Granger actually made two very, yeah, very good saves. There he was did. a shot that looked like it was going over, but it wasn't. He made sure it yeah, did yeah, go yeah. over, though. Charlie Granger was very composed. And great to get a clean sheet after having some tough, tough games. Was it his fault at Hartlepool? Oh, way to Exeter. Oh, Exeter was his fault. Good to see him get a clean sheet there. Yeah. Um, Chris underscore Holmes 24 said, Thought we looked fit, well-drilled, energetic and solid. However, we need to be more ruthless in front of goal. Decent overall. I have yeah. to agree with that. I think that's a good summary. Yeah, at Richie J. Bourne. It's a good performance, but should have won it. Can't see Scunthorpe playing as they did today at home. Good point there. They won't play like that when they're at home. They might do. You 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 felt certain that Henderson wouldn't play because he's not been a regular. I did, but there's more. There's new circumstances after that tweet. Why I think Scunthorpe will play even better than what they did at Brisbane. Right? Yeah, okay. Which we'll come on to later. Yeah. Big John Hayes says, Shaw was absolutely brilliant today. Turgut had a good game. The youngsters looked threatening. Decent performance overall. Yeah, RP Bernstein said, What a vastly improved performance. Shaw gets better with each game, and Fort McEnough made a real difference too. MJJ Scanlon said, All played well. Defence looked solid and calm for once. Kashka and Adebayejo both looked a handful when they came yeah, on. Agreed. At David TH6430188989 said, Palmer <laughs> is a weak link. He grafts, but that miss. He's a confidence player at best. Shaw was superb today. There's a real talent there. Also, Tur got second half was a different player. He tracked back. He tackled. More of the same, please. Yeah, I think that's one of Blair Turgot's Good. most yeah, yeah. rounded performance. Yeah, he was solid. I mean, the thing about sorry, the thing yeah. about Blair Turgot is with that midfield now, you go Lackalough left, probably a dead cert. 
middle, Payne, James for the time being with yeah. Moore out. Yeah. And that right midfield place, probably out of Pritchard and Turgot. And you go, Turgot's got a real opportunity to kind of cement his place with a good few performances like well, that. Well, Pritchard isn't a right winger. Absolutely. So Turgot is. So maybe he'll have to alternate with Lloyd James and yeah. Jack Payne for that, for that, for them three to fight for those two spaces. Unexpected item O said shows utterly how utterly dependent we are on Simpson for scoring goals. Palmer is another Dagnall. Works hard but can't score. That's, I agree. That's not the first time he's been compared to Dagnall this season. Yeah, I, uh, I do agree. At Craigie, Craigie Downing said yes, we know the league's more important and the replay makes a busy schedule tougher, but further our draw, love it. At Sam Harborn said much improved from last week, thought we did well enough to win it in the end, and special mentions to Fraser Shaw and Blair Turgot. Yeah, at Gould Howard said hope Henry gets some positive comments this week for the shape and tactics. If we were more clinical, we would have won. So give him credit when it's due. And to be fair, there's some good, right. good positive tweets on the back of this, which was only a draw, but good to see good, good to tweets. See, yeah. At Les underscore Bristow said, FA Cup, another solid performance from Envoto. Mackinough put a shift in and Palmer is a waste of space as a striker. Yep. It's so, a bit harsh, but because I think Palmer, like you say, that he does a lot of hard work, but it just sadly just lacks that, that goal scoring... Bites to his game, really, doesn't he? The thing is, though, there's a missing from 20 yards and there's a missing from about four yards unmarked. And if you miss from four yards unmarked, you're going to come in for some slack. It's just the way it's going to work, isn't yeah, it, really? Yeah, so, spot on. Sunday, 6th of December, we love the ladies. You know, that's our wives. Our wives, obviously. Any part will come out as a wife. We know so. Romeo's or Lotharios or so, anything like that. Absolutely. So, obviously, the ladies' team have been playing yeah. do really well, so we haven't really mentioned them, but we're going to start. So, Congrats to the women's team who have literally been spanking all their opponents and they won uh, on Sunday 6th of December. They beat Owsford 3-0. Well done, the ladies. Yeah, well done. Look forward to <laughs> hearing more good wins about that. Yep. From those, uh, from that from that team. Monday the 7th of December, so now coming into the, the previous week, the FA Cup draw for the third round takes place. Uh, and unless you've been living in a cave <laughs> for the last week or so, um, you'll probably know by now that we've got, um, uh, obviously we've got to play Scunthorpe at uh, at Scunthorpe. But if we win that, um, we get to play Sports. Champions of England, yeah. Champions of the Premier League, Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Yep. Um, so massive match uh, awaiting the winners. And obviously Scunthorpe have got that prize as well, obviously. So they're going to be just as up for it and just as much want to win it as, as we do. Yep. Um, so it's so, still so, so that replay as well, massive match now. Oh, it's a massive Massive match for for it's a massive carrot for both for both teams now financially and going to play at Stanford Bridge. Absolutely, and as a fan getting to go to Stanford Bridge as part of a League Two team, you know it only happens. That's the magic of the FA Cup. That is the magic. Yeah, that's it. So massive match coming up Tuesday, eighth of December. Yeah, Jay Simpson gets nominated for Skybet League Two Player of the Month with the results to be announced later in the week on Friday. Yeah, and then on Wednesday the 9th, the club announced that three coaches will be put on for the FA Cup second round replay away to Scunthorpe. So if you are interested, email lindsay l.martin at leightonorient.net or dot com, one of the two. Um, so you have to register. You can't just turn up because obviously they might not have enough coaches. Numbers, so you'd need to email Lindsay Martin at the club to get involved yep. in that. I'm still in two minds as to whether or not I'm going to go. You should go, mate. It leaves at one forty-five from the cl- from from the football club. So if you are if you have got a spare afternoon, evening, all night, and don't mind getting up, or just put a sickie from work. So no, we uh, don't advocate stuff like that. <laughs> but if you are available and you can go. Um, basically pull a sticky from work don't go into college or school that day and get yourself on the bus job uh, done friend of the show and Orient CEO Alessandro Angelari had this to say about the three coaches he said 
With the match carrying such importance, we thought it would be extremely beneficial to the players and management team is if as many of you can make the journey to cheer them all on. We are delighted to be able to offer this opportunity once again. That's the official statement, but that's not worded very well when I actually read it out loud. Don't think? No, it's, bit, it's worded like he speaks it as opposed to... He probably wrote that. Yeah. So, Thursday the 10th of <laughs> December, Ian Hendon spoke ahead of the Mansfield match. He said, listen, it's going to be difficult. <laughs> he, always, he always starts yeah. his sentence up, listen. Listen. It's going to be difficult going to Mansfield. <laughs> They're flying high. It's going to be a tough game. I keep saying it every week. It will be tough. And at a point of repeating myself, but we will be looking forward to it. We're, unbe- we're four unbeaten. We want to try and make that five at Mansfield. Hendon also had this to say about the shape of the team. Our formation depends on personnel. If we've got Jay up there, no disrespect to him, but he needs to play with a partner. So I guess that's because he's small and he can't hold the ball up. Is that what you're saying there? I think it's probably because he, he makes the runs and people find him. Right. He plays off probably the shoulders more, yeah, yeah. whereas he needs someone like Oli Palmer who's going to be the focal point it goes to and then he gets fed it. That tells me that Hendon's learned a bit about this team and if Simpson's playing, he needs yeah. to go 4-4-2 now. A straight four four two to get the best out of Simpson. Yeah, he wouldn't do a four five one or a four two three one no. with Jay Simpson at Absolutely. the top on his own uh, because he doesn't do the running around. Yeah, I, I think it's probably the other thing as well. Um, there was some positive performance against Scunthorpe. Blair Turgot played really well, and that is more like it from him. Yep. I said to the boys after that match, "Thanks, but I'm going to have a headache all week." And I'm sorry, I can't read it today. Thanks, but I'm going to going to have a headache all week. And if we get a few people back, the selection for Mansfield is going to be difficult. Yeah. Good headache to have, really. Isn't it? Absolutely. So, adding on to that, uh, having Joby McEnough probably isn't helping uh, Ian's headache in terms nope. of having him available for selection. But again, great to have him available. And Joby's been in the uh, papers quite a lot this week in the local papers saying all the right things. So, he's obviously said this. said, look, I'll get fitter, stronger and a bit sharper. You can keep up a good general level of fitness but it's match sharpness. I felt my touch and stuff wasn't 100% on Saturday. Yeah. It's my first game back, and so I'm just glad to get it out of the way, and hopefully I can crack on now. I'm happy here, and I've always said to people at the club, I am happy here. So good to hear there from Joby, and, good, and great to have him back. Like we said before, you know, at League 2 level, Joby McEnough is a, a real asset to have. Can I just say what an excellent attitude to have, like you Absolutely. say? What an excellent attitude. He's been frozen out for whatever reasons behind the scenes. Not not Ian Hendon freezing him out. He's been frozen out. And don't forget, he turned up for the photo, full kit, and was told to do one. Sling your hook, yeah. Sorry, you can't and be ma- part Imagine of how, what that must have been like. Imagine turning up for work, go out for your Christmas party, and they go, sorry, Paul, mate. Not, not today. Not go today, yeah, yeah. Yeah, take yourself home. There's 20 quid for a cab. Imagine that. Imagine. Yeah. So, great attitude and just shows what a consummate professional yep. um, Joby McEnough is. And there's more great community work because Jack Payne, Connor Essam and Freddie Moncur joined Theo for a visit to Whitch Cross Hospital. They yeah. went to the children's ward at really Whitch Cross, which is great. Really good. Um, and there's loads of pictures on the Orion yep. website for that. And so on Friday, 11th of December, it was confirmed very early in the morning that Jay Simpson had won the Skybet League Two Player of the Month Award for November. Well done, Jay Simpson. Yeah, great chance. He's had a great November. So that's the shoe uh, team of the month he's, in, he's ended up in. He's a League Two player of the month for Sky Bet. He's the Orion uh, League Two player of the month. So fantastic. And, and our League and Two player. And our League Two player of the yeah. month. Right, okay. <laughs> he's everyone's player of the month at the moment. And it was his birthday. So what a great day. He won't get Jay another birthday Simpson. like that. Uh, so it was also announced if we beat Scunthorpe, uh, our match away to Chelsea. It will definitely be on Sunday, 10th of January, 2pm kickoff, and we'll be live on BT Sport. Uh, and a ticket allocation has been confirmed by Chelsea for 3,000 people. Not a lot. Not a lot. And it will definitely be 3,000. I know I've got quite a lot of Chelsea friends who are all going to buy their tickets tomorrow in their season ticket places. And a lot of that is in the South Stand. 
which is where the away fans normally get placed for a big cup game. So I don't think there'll be more than 3,000 tickets. I could be wrong, obviously. I don't know what Chelsea's plans are, but I'd be very surprised if we get more anymore because all season ticket holders can buy their tickets from tomorrow for that match. And so I, it's essentially they'll split a stand in two, will they? Yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah. That's what they normally do for their split. premiership matches. If you watch match of the day, in their smaller and behind the goal, they, which is a south stand, they split it off. Right, okay. So it'll be give half to the away and Yeah, it'll be lower tier. It'll be lower tier. Fine. Um, so an so it's unlikely one, anyone that's speculating we probably won't be getting any more tickets. But you never know. You never know. Hopefully we'll get more because obviously there's a lot, probably a lot more than 3,000 people who want to go to that match in terms of Orient fans. So fingers crossed we get more. Yep. So Saturday the 12th of December yeah. then. Uh, Mansfield away uh, in case you didn't know um, in goal uh, was Alex Chisak back four of Clahessi and Voto Baldry and Capequa uh, with Turgut Payne James McEnough uh, across the middle and then Marquis and Simpson up front and substitutes were Granger Shaw Essam Dunn Palmer Pritchard and Kashkit so there were four changes say, that's a really strong team you know that's probably as strong as what it's probably been all season almost for what he's got available Chisak in goal League One McEnough James League one. Midfield. league one they're all League One yeah Clahessi League One and Voto League One Marcus playing what? up front in his league one. position Simpson League One you know we as, on paper have got a League One side yeah. at least a top half and a decent, one and a decent bench there Pritchard Palmer Essen, Shaw Cashkit I mean that, that's that's getting back to how it should be yeah. good strength and depth on yeah. the bench so that was four changes from the side that drew with Scunthorpe so Chizek back Cole Kapekawa back uh, John Marquis and Jay Simpson returned so obviously Simpson was injured and Marquis was suspended for Scunthorpe so I was very happy with that a 4-4-2 and a very strong team so a few of your views on that yeah. O's fan basics and most attacking team all year but it doesn't mean we'll, we will attack like but still so yeah fair mm-hmm. point there Orion Pete said like that sure unlucky Palmer to be influential coming off the bench yep I agreed with that actually I thought Palmer impact player yeah yeah. at John W999 uh, said very surprised about Shaw he's been exceptional since returning to the team yeah and we'll come on to why yeah. uh, he wasn't playing later and at Vince Howard 73 said why drop Shaw he's been doing okay defence was looking stronger so why change it yeah good well, point but obviously it will that be answered yeah. his post match so the match kicked off and pretty much when, as most matches go these days we make a pretty decent start yeah. uh, and we score with an early chance so nine minutes gone good link up play Marquis uh, found McEnough out wide on the left and he kind of beats his man really well actually he gives him like the old shimmy gets yeah. it onto his good foot drops his left shoulder goes right yeah puts in a great ball and there's that man again Joe Simpson who just cannot stop scoring good header um, 16th goal of the season 1-0 yeah great assist from McEnough so there you think okay calms a bit of nerves gets a bit of tension out out the way and then you think right okay we could go go and get a second goal um, and you know we'd be in control That's, I mean that's why it's been going isn't it one up either you get the second goal and you cruise it or you can see the silly equaliser or equaliser out of nothing and then you put all the pressure back on yourself there you go in the 40th minute again that, that's what happened this season we didn't get the second goal although from, from what we hear from most people we were pretty much in control at half concede a, a throw in uh, deep into our area Yeah, they take it quickly Quick. we seem to switch yeah. off a bit the ball gets whipped in. Uh, Foot, it was it was literally just a hit and hope. The guy oh, just crosses, that ball absolutely, in. yeah. And then their man Lamb, he hit the ball. He hits it quite well, to be fair. Yeah, he gets a reasonably uh, clean strike on it, considering he wasn't facing goal at the time. Maybe, I mean, we weren't there. We've only seen the highlights. Yeah, so. maybe the pitch being wet has put pace on the ball. Maybe it's deceived just like a little bit because he seems to hit it into the ground and it seems to really skid. Take its time to get grass, into the back yeah, there, and it? just so. beat Chizak, and that's it. One all. Lead gone. After yeah. Forty minutes, and you know. Into half time, 
probably being the better team, and, but nothing to show for it. Yeah. So that was half time. Attendance was announced at two two thousand nine hundred and thirty five, with four hundred and forty four fans making the uh, making the journey. A credit. I mean, in, the, in this weather, hundred percent at this brilliant time turnout. at this time of year. Fair play. Yeah, hundred percent. That was a great. I wish I could have gone. I couldn't make it, nor could you, but. Yeah, fa- fantastic turnout from, yeah, from the Orient fans. Yeah, absolutely. So then, you know, much of the second half, as we understand it, was was pretty much uh, Mansfield, try, you know, running it, really. We, we sort of, I think, went inside ourselves a little bit. On the 54th minute, uh, though, uh, Cole Capequa uh, knocks it down into the path of Simpson, turns and shoots over the bar. Yeah, 64th minute, Turgut came off for Oli Palmer. So I thought this was a good sub, actually. Uh, lots of score predictions that we do. Had Palmer down to score. I thought Palmer would actually score against his former club. And Usually you do, see it all the time with ex-forwards coming on, banging on against their former clubs. But um, so it gave it gave Ollie twenty five minutes to score. And from the resultant corner, from our substitution, which was their corner, they really should have taken the lead. Their, their defender, I presume, is a defender, uh, Christian Pierce, ran into our box, absolutely free header, completely unmarked by himself, and he hit the outside of the post. And a bit of a lot off there because he really kind of should have scored that and buried that. And the seventy eighth minute. A double sub as Cashkit and Pritchard came on for Simpson and Marquis. Marquis. So maybe Hendon's learning a little bit. He's making his subs a little bit earlier now. Yeah. I mean that you normally see Cashkit come on about eight seventh minute or yeah, late in time. So scummy, but yeah, good team. Get some game time. Maybe not wanting to risk Simpson too much with Tuesday, obviously in mind. In mind, yeah. And in exactly. the eighty seventh minute, a decent low strike from Mitchell Rose uh, for Mansfield, which is that got down well and low and held it well, uh, especially on the surface like that where the ball could have rebounded out so decent there and then three minutes of injury time given the only thing to talk about within that injury time was Mvoto got a yellow card for a foul Oof. green very lucky I think that's earlier in the game he could have well gone there gone I've for seen that. reds for that seen reds for that seen reds for it and fair play to the referees sensible there sensible guy, yeah. a yellow but yeah I, I, that wouldn't surprise me if that had been a red and had we been the opposing team there we definitely would have been, would have been calling for their defender to get a red yeah so, so match nothing finished. else really happened. Yeah, match finished well. Yeah. So Ian Hendon said post match it was a difficult game. They're the home team. You expect them to come out and have a go, which they did. I don't really think Alex had too much to do again. I'm not saying it was a good performance. It was a scrappy display, but the boys dug in during horrible conditions. We came away from the home, came away from home, and we didn't get beat. I think emphasising that there was a, a pitch inspection at half past there one. Was, yeah. So there was the chance that that might have got called off. So. Um, he went on to say though Jay is alright fitness wise obviously he is because he started the game but we took him off at the end because he's worked hard out there and we wanted to give him to get fresh legs up top and maybe cause them a few more problems the fans were tan- fantastic again today they've come up in this weather and I'm disappointed we couldn't get the three points for them but it's another game unbeaten yeah, which is which is yeah. fair enough so absolutely so that but point means we are ninth in League 2 so play 21 so almost halfway through the season we so we dropped down. from 8th though yep uh, played 21 won 8 drawn 8 lost 5 uh, goal difference of 5 32 points so the problem is winning games really I mean we've only lost 5 out of 21 which is pretty good yeah absolutely uh, but the, the problem, problem is, is yeah, the problem we've is, won as many as we've drawn yeah so we're hard to beat but we don't win enough so we need to start turning these draws into wins so it's not all doom and gloom we're still well up there um, but definitely got potential to get ourselves back in the race so I prediction league runs before every match. Um, every league match. Every league match. Although we've started doing cup games. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So well done to at Bill Fleet, he at Simon Bedford and at Matt Bristow who predicted one all and an extra congratulations to unexpected item zero at O's fans basing at stroke underscore O 
and Atlas Bristow, who predicted one all and Jay Simpson to score. So, so that's easy, that though, isn't it? Yeah, really, I literally every prediction I would just go one one all Jay Simpson. One Simpson. <laughs> so that means uh, there's new leaders at the top of our leaderboard. Wow. So at O's fans, Basing and at Matt Bristow are both tied at the top of our prediction league on ten points. At George Girks is second on nine points, and at GForce underscore Shiv and at Unexpected Item Zero. I tired in third and eight points, so all to play for. So predictions, league, get your predictions in before the matches and see how you do. Yeah, right. Right in my summary of, of where we're at at the moment, I, I was kind of sort of talking between two places because, I, on the one hand, I feel we're going backwards because down we are kind of going backwards down yeah. the league at the moment, but we're not losing. No. So it, it's a bit of a tough. I've never sort of been in this position before, really. But having started a game well enough, we've ended up with our eighth draw of the season, and we can't seem to to hold on to a lead and, and win games and see them out. You know, another defensive lapse, and we've you know we, we've conceded to them. It's a good goal, and to us, it's a goal that we shouldn't be giving away. Really, Sean Clehesse apparently put his hands up and said that was his man that he's yes, let go. Yeah. So you know, he's honest enough to say that was his mistake, and he's a human. He makes mistakes, but. You know, we've got to be seeing goals at a games out now, and you know you've got the the top scorer of the of of the all four divisions in Jay Simpson. You know, we've got to be seeing a bit more reward as a team for that. So I can't help but think that I don't know that there's something lacking somewhere for us not to be either creating more chances or not putting more chances away. You know, John Marquis isn't prolific enough for me either. If you're going to talk about Ollie Palmer working hard and not scoring yeah, goals, quite, yeah. you know, you've got John Marquis as well. You know, Scott Cashkit has scored a couple, but you know, you can't put all of that onto him. Yeah. You've got John Marquis, who's who's on loan from Millwall, and you've got, you know, Oli Palmer, first choice player. But you know, I'm pleased overall. We've got a solid, we've got a solid base of a team. We've got a good good morale in the camp, and we've got a, you know, we've got a management team that that want to really do well, which was obviously a different contrast to last season. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So for me, that's not a bad result against a, a Mansfield team who are in mm. form. You know, the Mansfield are doing well, a dream start. But again, a sloppy equaliser results in only a draw. I and mean, how many times have we said that this season? Yeah. Say quite a lot, but good to see the unbeaten run. So that's five unbeaten now. I'm starting to get into a head of steam over Christmas and there's good potential over the, the Christmas fixture list to kind of get some more wins under our belt. Good goal. I was happy with that goal. McEnough, good assist. And that's what JB McEnough can give in this division. But you know, if we're going to get out through automatic spots or playoffs, you need to win these games. You can't draw as many games as what we are. Um, but it's fine to win to draw your away games if you're going to win your home games. So we need to really start winning the home games starting on Saturday. Mm. So those were our views and your views. At Matt Bristow uh, DM'd us and said, typical Orient, we score first and look comfortable and then concede the sloppy goal. No one was outstanding, but no one was poor. Cole looked slightly dodgy at left back in absence of Shaw. So it came out that Shaw had actually taken a knock during the week oh, in training, yeah. um, which is why but he should be okay for Tuesday. So I think Cole is cup-tied. Or maybe Cole can't play he's not allowed, and he's eligible. Not, yeah, he's not so allowed to play. We expect Shaw to definitely play on Tuesday night. Yeah, absolutely. He will play on Tuesday night. Yep. He was being rested because he had a bit of a knock, so yep. he didn't want to be risked in this game. At Ben, LOFC said, if Simo goes in Jan, where the hell are our goals and points going to come from? Hashtag worried. Good point, actually. As I say, there's a... Simpson's getting a lot of attention. And last night on the Football League show, when I watched it, they did speak about Simpson at length. Uh... So good to see him getting applauded, but we don't want him to get too many because we don't want to alert his yeah. presence to other clubs. I'm sure they're aware though. At CZ2, just said we're becoming very predictable. That was it. Yeah. At Sam Cast 9 we will never score two goals again. Will we ever score two goals again? Was the question. So poor. At Dirk Turk, so taking out the first five games, we have won three out of 16, and that is relegation form. Haven't seen any improvements since then other than Mavoto. At Orient underscore 17, seems we are con- consistently happy to draw games. 
Good being unbeaten in a few, but need to win games to be promoted. Yeah, LOFC 1978 said same old same. Draw's not good enough. Reliance on Simpson becoming embarrassing. Mid to bottom table finish beckons. At Steve James 71, why are our supporters so negative? Yeovil next week, then some early season form over Christmas. We will be back. Yeah, absolutely. And last, at, lastly, at Trevor Giblin, said I seem to be in a minority, but I thought we did okay in very poor conditions. Don't know what people expect. So yeah, thanks for your point. views. Again, any views that you get on Orient can be regarding the game or anything squad selection or buyers or whatever. Give us a tweet at Orient Outlook or an email at yeah. orientoutlook.com. I would say, though, the top three automatic position, the last one, is actually becoming further and further away from us now. I think they're eight or nine points for us because of goal difference. Yeah. We need nine points over them to get into that spot. So actually, we're making it half. We're actually almost just playing for a playoff spot when really we ought to be going up automatically. I think there's a lot still to happen in this league. Plymouth have started fading a lot. Northampton, you yeah. would expect, will probably, they're top, I mean, they're probably going to fade at some point. Oxford normally always fade. I'm surprised actually because I don't rate Michael Appleton at all. Oh, he's a good manager. He's a good manager, but there's the, team, the teams up there and ones who you look at and go, they North, will probably With the exception fade. of Northampton, well, maybe even Northampton. Northampton might not even exist this time in a couple of weeks, you know. So it's yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot to play for. It can all change really quickly. But again, you turn three or four of these draws and wins, and you'd be like fifth or fourth. So all to do. So positives and negatives of the fortnight. I'll yep. go with the positives then. Yeah. So Jay Simpson just cannot stop scoring at sixteen now for the season for Jay. Our second positive is Joby McEnough. Great to have him back. Yeah. You know, looked good against Scunthorpe, but only seventy percent fitness or wherever he was, and now. Assisting on Saturday, brilliant. And our last positive of the fortnight is we are still unbeaten now. Unbeaten run five games. So, you know, at Ben RFC or whoever, if you wanted to bring back the unbeaten shot run, feel free to do so. If <laughs> Good to see that again. Uh, the negative, sadly, there are some. Once again, we're in control of a match and don't capitalise. Yep. Uh, second one is we can't seem to keep a clean sheet in this league. Um, and the third one was the defence seems to switch off at crucial points. Yeah, making it so, really hard to win games. Yeah, so absolutely. Hero of the fortnight, is it going to be any surprise really? No surprise at all. None at all whatsoever. Hero of the fortnight goes to, obviously... Jay Simpson. So well done, Jay. So well done, Jay. Happy birthday as well, buddy. <laughs> uh, so next week, so a massive week coming up for the So Tuesday night, we play a, re- a replay in the FA Cup second round away to Scunthorpe. So a massive match. If we win, we are going across the water. Is that right? We're going across the water? We're going to West London anyway. Away to Chelsea in the third round. Uh, so if you're travelling up to Scunthorpe on Tuesday, well done for managing to get the time off. Don't forget, you can pull a sickie if you like. I just go to school <laughs> at college and have a safe journey and get behind the boys. Then on Saturday, we return to League 2 action with a home fixture against Yeovil. We were really getting along with us last season. Yeovil yeah. are having a terrible season. Uh, they drew two at home to Barnet yesterday. They should have really got beat their 23rd in the league. What I will say though is, is Francis Zoko. Uh, is joined on a short term deal and scored two goals in yesterday uh, maybe one to watch to the Russell Slade interview maybe one to watch listen to the Russell Slade interview and hear what he says really did he say that in the interview don't think so maybe not I've just so. probably let something out but you so, would expect a Saturday three points really against a really out of form team I think a manager I feel sorry for Yeovil well. two seasons ago they were in the championship they, they then get dropped to league one they then dropped to league two yeah. and now they're in danger of dropping out of league League two. Absolutely. It'd be great to see you on Saturday. So if you see us, come say hello. Paul was met met at Denmark uh, 
last week last weekend it was great and it's great to have people to come up to us and say hello yeah by so, all means do brilliant to keep on this week so that's it so thanks that's for joining it. us for episode 53 yeah uh, the O's yeah we played, played two, two matches stuff. yeah we played two matches since last our last podcast uh, which have both ended in draws surprise surprise <laughs> two big games this week with a massive prize on offer if we can beat Scunthorpe Tuesday night and a fairly Fairly looking easy tight at home to the Oval on Saturday, but never count your chickens. Touch wood. So yeah, Uh, we'll be back with our Christmas special episode number fifty-four next week. Next week, with all the information and views um, that you could ever need, and maybe, maybe, maybe we might have. A few surprises, I possibly. Possibly. Maybe. We'll, Hopefully, we'll, if something comes off that we're planning. Well, the Hanukkah gift was, was Russell Slade, but we like to give multi-religions, so maybe a Christmas present next Sunday. Yeah. Hopefully. So yeah, that's it. Something so, more festive. Absolutely. So we look forward to hearing from you, and as always, keep calm and listen to your own podcast. Up the O's. Up the O's. See you next week, and don't worry, be happy. <laughs>